0: Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining today. My name is Mike Hopkins. I'm the minister here at 17th Street Christian Church. And thank you so much for listening today. Today we're going to be continuing on with our conversation out of the book of Galatians. This is our third week in the book of Galatians, and today's topic is all about rules and commands and laws. I think if we're being completely honest, a lot of us do not like following rules. It's almost like when we're told to do something, we automatically want to do the opposite of that. Uh, We do not like listening at times. We don't like following rules. And um, this is proof ever since, you know, the first days after the earth was created, we've been born into a broken relationship between God and the world. And now we have to make the decision every single day who we want to follow. So, hey, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. If you do feel free to share it with a friend, let someone know uh, that you found it interesting and that you were able to get a little bit closer to God through it. And hey, We'd love it if you come and join us one Sunday morning. We meet every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. for worship. Check us out on our website, www.17scc.com. You can also watch all of our services live and pre recorded from there. So, again, thank you so much for joining me, and I hope you enjoy. this until this morning i decided to apparently it's a sweater day lots of sweaters out there there was not a great spot for my microphone so kyle we we may have to be messing with the sound back and forth i gave him a heads up about 10 minutes ago so sorry about that (laughs) so can't hear me i'll just try to talk louder that way everyone can make sure uh it gives me an excuse to holler a little bit today but again thank you guys so much for being here if you're here today thank you for facing the cold i know many of you maybe walked outside this morning and you just felt pain because that wind hit you and it was a little it was a little nippy, but I think the roads were mostly good. Maybe a couple, you know, bad spots um, in some shaded areas today. But hey, um, but so thank you all for being here. If you couldn't get here this morning, or hey, maybe you forgot to do that clock setting last night. Um, I, I've told a few people, I meant to, I told you, I said, honey, I'm going to go to bed an hour early. That didn't happen. So I was laying in bed about 11.30 last night and said, man, Michael, you've done it. You're going to feel it in the morning, so if you've... You're feeling it today. I'm right there with you, church. <laughs> so, but hey, if you're watching online and couldn't get here, thank you for, for thank you for joining us. If you're watching for the first time, my name's Mike, and I'm happy you're here today. Um, you know, today we're going to continue on with our conversation out of the book of Galatians. You know, um, I'm really enjoying this conversation because it's almost like the letter was written to us. You know, it, obviously it was written to you know the church in Galatia, but yet the reason it's still in our Bible is because so much of what we're reading about still applies to us today. And so I know there's been some things maybe the past few weeks, maybe you felt like your toes were stepped on a little bit or you felt like someone was nudging you. It's like, it's okay, I've been nudged too a little bit. I was, I was, I've been preparing for uh, you know, these past few weeks. But today we're going to kind of continue on with this conversation. Let's recap just a little bit. Our first week we talked all through um, chapter 1 in Galatians. And, and the main idea, we talked about our priorities, if you remember that, and what was supposed to be our number one priority, the gospel. And the question was, is the gospel your number one priority in life. And if not, we need to fix that because our days are limited, um, some ending sooner rather than later. We need to fix that, church. The gospel should be our number one priority. Last week, we talked all about how we are not saved by works alone, but by faith and grace. We talked about how serving does not make you a Christian. Being a Christian makes you serve. That's a philosophy that some of us probably struggle with. So it's true, and we need to get there. One thing I've mentioned is that this theme through the whole book of Galatians is really grace. It's the grace that Paul's talking about. The church has kind of gone back to their old ways, and now he's reminding them, hey, don't forget about Jesus, because the church leaders of the time had. And so the whole conversation is all about Grace and so last week, if you were here Wednesday night, I mentioned this Wednesday night. I messed up last week. <laughs> if if you were here, you noticed, you know, every single week I'm really trying something new this year to give everyone a memory verse, trying to you know encourage us to not just read scripture but to memorize scripture because it doesn't do us a lot of good if we don't can't recall what we read, right? And so just trying to challenge you every single week. Well, last week, you know, um, I read the verse and I didn't have one person recite with me. I'm like man, no one did their memory work. Well, I memorized the wrong verse, so that was my fault last week. So I, I had some stairs. I'm like, man, no one. I thought it was a good one. I mean, it wasn't that hard. Um, but that, that was my fault. So if you didn't notice, you're not doing your memory work. So there, there, there you go. So pay attention. So, hey, this week, if you did your memory work this week at James 2.7, recite with me. In the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. Is dead. That's hard, isn't it? <laughs> but it's the truth. Faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, or service, or work, it's pointless. It's dead. It's almost like it's if we're not serving, if we're not acting, if we're not doing something, is there any faith? Because if we had true faith, we would want to serve. We would want to act. We would want to have action. So hopefully that resonated with some of you. Today, we're going to continue on with this conversation, but I want to have a little bit of fun this morning. I almost had a lot of fun, but I pumped the brakes on a few things, okay? So I'll I'll tell you another time what I was going to do, but we'll we'll save that for another day. I have a challenge for you this morning. I'm going to make a rule. I'm going to have one rule during the service today, and if you break it, you lose. Sound good? The rule is I do not want you, do not look at the wall behind you. Up there with the big TVs hanging and it's got the clock that, you know, that everyone kind of glances at sometimes when I get a little long-winded. That Up there, do not look at that wall. If you look at the wall, you lose, okay? There's the deal. If you, if you lose, well, you got to double your time next week. I don't know. There, I'm just, there, there, so everyone got really nervous. So there's your rule. Do not break that rule. Do not look at the wall behind you as bad as you want to. So speaking of rules, I think some of us hate rules. Don't we? And I got some nods. I see you. Yeah. A lot of us do not like rules. We don't like to be told what to do. It's almost like when we're told what to do, it makes us automatically want to do it, right? And I can see some of you're ooh, you're itching to turn around. But hey, do it if you want to. It's not my life. Um, but hey, listen. So I started to think. You know, a lot of us break rules every single day. So I started to start thinking about what are rules that we all break. And I made a list. And these are honest. And some of you, um, I want you to raise your hand if you break this rule. How about that? That would be a little bit fun. So the serious ones, so be careful. Uh, the first one is this. You know there's a rule that when you're driving, you're not allowed to go over a certain mile per hour? You know those road signs that say speed limit? It doesn't say speed suggestion, but yet 99% of us break the speed limit on a daily basis. Raise your hand if you've ever broken. Look at that. Rule, not only the rules, laws. I'm going to call the police here in a little bit. We break the speed limit. How about this one? This one's a little bit more serious. You may not want to raise your hand. How about whenever it's tax time? Some of us break rules, like I said, everybody's a little more worried about raising your hand on that one. Some of us break rules on our taxes. Maybe we say, well, you know, I, I did this, I didn't do that. You know, there's one way to take advantage of things, it's another thing to flat out lie and to work your way around, to giving, you know, you know Uncle Sam a little less than what he's supposed to get. About cutting the line, you ever cut the line somewhere? Or have you ever been in the drive-thru and you cut somebody in line? How about this, have you ever driven in a parking lot and drove through the parking spot? Do you know that's illegal? It's against the line. You're not allowed to drive over a solid line. It's a breaking the rule. I do it every single time I go to Walmart. You ever cut that tag off your mattress? Yep. What about cheating? Remember back in school, did you ever cheat on a quiz or a test or something? Did you ever steal anything, even if it was something small or something large? Did you ever steal? How about, have you ever been in a state where you weren't supposed to talk on the phone while you were driving? I'm sure some of you have done that. Have you ever texted while you drove? And he, you know, a lot of times we break, there's states where you're not allowed to do gambling, and there's certain areas where you go to where you gamble, and we don't even know it's illegal. Jenna the other day cheated me, or accused me of cheating in rock, paper, scissors. Um, we had an argument about it. I, I'm not going to tell you if she's right or not, but so, let's just say I eventually lost. Um, every time I go to the dry cleaners on Main Street, I don't park in a parking spot. I just park on the side of the road. I am breaking the law. And one day I'm going to cause an accident and I'm going to be liable. It's just a rule that I break because I'm lazy and don't want to walk farther away. Church, we break rules, don't we? I just try to think of some funny examples. I know there's some other little examples. You Maybe you didn't clock in when you were supposed to. Or maybe you lied on your time sheets at times. Maybe back on your working days. There's rules we break. But I think that's a problem that we have. We live in a world right now, in a society to where we don't like to be told what to do. And I think the reason why is we've been born, church, into an imperfect world. Ever since the fall, ever since man was in the garden, um, and, and when sin entered into the world, we've been born into this broken relationship between God and the world, right? And we're just kind of here in the middle. And we have to make a decision every single day which of the two we want to live for. And there's times where we just don't want to be told what to do. You know, rules are one reason many, many people... Do not like the idea of God, the idea of Christ, the idea of reading scripture. You know why? Because there's a lot of rules in there, and people don't want to be told what to do. Well, Mike, where are you you going with all this? Why are we talking about rules so much? Well, here's something I want want us to focus on today. You know, we've talked a whole lot about the past few weeks about how, you know, we're we're not saved just through works, but by grace, and a lot of times we'd like to forget about the rules God's given us. And we, li- we have this idea that as long as we have faith, it's all that matters, and we'll have forgiveness at the end. Well, church, a lot of us have forgotten about the law or the commands that God has given us. And I've said this before when I've talked about the Old Testament. A lot of people call the Old Testament, you know, the law. A, and there's some things that we don't follow today. That's a deeper conversation that we won't get too much into, but a lot of it we do. Well, how about this? How about the law points us to Jesus. You've heard me say before that the Old Testament points to Jesus. It's not pointless. You know, the law, God's commands, point us to Jesus. I want you to do some of those activities there in your bulletin talking all about rules. And, you know, whatever we follow will lead us to a certain place. Whatever we consume will eventually come out. Whatever we do in the world, whatever we're following, it's eventually going to lead us in a certain direction. And so my question is to you, what directions have you been taking? What have you been using as your guide that's pointing you in a certain direction? God's commands point us toward Jesus. They are not useless. You know, Bill was talking about the Ten Commandments. Something I'm excited about, and when we get a little bit closer to summer, is we're going to do a whole series walking through the Ten Commandments and how they can be applied in today's world, and not just, don't kill, and it's over. No, we're going to go a little bit deeper into it. And I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm excited about that series. But church, what do you use for your arrow? <laughs> What is pointing you, and here's the question, is it pointing you toward Christ or not? Because look here, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Let's read it again. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. If you've given your life over to Jesus... Guess what? You are brand new, and yet some of us will not follow the things God's told us to do. And we act like old people, not physical, old, spiritually old. We're not acting new. Some of us, we have, I've heard this illustration before that so, so often we, 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 we carry us, we carry around this bucket or a pail or whatever you want to call it throughout the week and we fill it up with all our sin, right? And at the end of the week, we, we dump it out on Sunday morning. We're not acting like a new creation. We're not following the rule, the law that God has given us. Look with me. 1 John chapter 5 says this, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born Of God and everyone who loves the father loves his child as well this is how we are to know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commands let's not skip over that verse this is how we know that we love we love the children of by loving God and by carrying out his commands some of us don't follow God's commands We live a life to where as long as we pray at the end of the day, all is well. But how do we show love by carrying out his commands? In fact, verse 3, in fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. Let's phrase it like this. It's in your bulletin. Faith is found in obedience. Faith is found in obedience. If we are not obeying God's commands, you're showing a lack of faith. It sounds kind of harsh, but it's true. <laughs> faith is found in In obedience, and I'm going to prove that to you. If we're not listening to the commands God's given us, we're telling Him, "Hey, God, I don't really care what you say. I don't really love you." If Jenna asked me to do a thousand things a week, if she normal week, I'm just kidding. If she asked me to do all these things and whatnot, but I never did a single one of them, you know what that I'm telling her? I don't care about you. I don't love you. I don't care what it is you want me to do. I just want to do what I want to do about how God feels whenever he tells us exactly what to do and yeah, all we do is, God, I can't do it. I'm just going to pray for forgiveness and move on. Some of us aren't taking his commands seriously enough. So here's a question. This is our main point today. If you don't hear anything else I say all morning, I want you to answer this question. Where have you fallen short of the standards God has set for you? Where have you, I forgot to put this on the slide, I just realized that, where have you fallen short of the standards God has set for you and that you've set for yourself? We need to not only lean into God's grace, because without his grace, every single one of us would be doomed, because we will never be perfect, we're told that in scripture. But where have you fallen short? When you don't follow the commands God's given us, when you forget the things he's told us, you're telling God, I don't love you. (laughs) What did we just read there a few moments ago? When we follow his commands, we're showing love. Where have you fallen short of God's commands? Paul wrote this letter to the church in Galatia because, you know, some of the Pharisees, believers, they're not focusing anymore on Christ. They only want to focus on the old law. And some of the old law didn't matter as much as Christ, but it was not completely useless. And so this is a big thing on why he's talking about this. Paul lays out the good news of God's grace and how Jesus died for our sins. We read in chapter 2 last week how Paul explains we're not saved by the, by the law, but by faith in Jesus. But if we have faith, we will follow God's commands. So let's read today. We're going to be in Galatians chapter 3. We're going to be in verse 15. And for some reason, I don't know what happened. When I put the scripture like on my notes, every verse got in the wrong spot. So I'm going to do it old school today and, <laughs> and read out of this. So we're, let's be Galatians chapter 3, starting in verse 15. This is what it says brothers and sisters let me take excuse me let me take an example from everyday life just as no one can set aside or add to a human covenant that has been tr- that has been duly established so is this in this case the promises were spoken to abraham and to his seed scripture does not say into seeds meaning many people into your seed meaning one person who is in Christ. What I mean is this. I like how he's like, well, that was complicated. Let me explain it. What I mean is this. The law introduced 430 years later does not set aside the covenant previously established by God and thus do away with the promise. For it was the inheritance depends on the law then it no longer depends on the promise. But God in his grace gave it to Abraham through a promise. Verse 19. Then, or excuse me, why then was the law given at all? It's a good question, isn't it? It was added because of the transgressions until the seed to whom the promise referred had come. The law was given through angels and entrusted to a mediator. The mediator, however, implies more than one party, but God is one. Is the law, therefore, opposed to the promises of God? Absolutely not. Notice the punctuation. Absolutely not. For if a law had been given that would impart life, then righteousness would certainly have come by the law. But Scripture locked up everything under the control of sin. So that what was promised, being given through faith in Jesus Christ, might be given to those who believe. 23. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came, that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with faith. Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile nor slave or free nor male or female or all of you are in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to his promise. That's some complicated scripture in there isn't it? It's a little confusing at times. There's you some work this week. Reread it all. (laughs) Go through. Make notes. The law was given to us because before Christ ever came here We had, humans had a sinful nature. God had to set up a law, a rule for us to follow because we were doing everything incorrect. It provided a framework for how we should live while waiting on the promises of God, who would one day send his Redeemer, Christ. By giving us the law of the Old Testament, Christ was basically pointing to the heart of Jesus, how he cares about people. Everything that we read about in the Old Testament was there for a reason. That's one thing that's very interesting. If you ever really want to get deep into some scripture, into Bible study, if you open up some of the old laws, some of the things that aren't followed today, and you look at why they're all there, they all have a purpose. They're not just there because God likes to tell you what to do. It's there because it's getting us to the place where Christ will one day eventually take us. It's there to give us this meaningful and loving relationship with his creation. And it shows us exactly what God once, And he wants us to be in a loving relationship with him. Later on, we're going to read a little bit about this next week. Um, but Paul, he uses the example of God being our Abba, or our Father. And the reason he gives us these rules is because he loves us. Even though we're not still under some of the old law, there's still commands that God has told us that still live through today. Those of you who have kids, um, you know, you gave your kids certain rules, not to be mean, Well, maybe some of them, I'm sure. There's a few I could I would still disagree with mom about today. I could, I could bring up a couple, I'm just teasing. Well, no, I couldn't, there's a few. But um, there, there's, you, the rules you gave your kids, they had a purpose, didn't they? There's a reason you didn't want them to sneak up and eat all the cookies, right? Because you didn't want them to be sick. There's a reason you told them to stay out of the kitchen at certain times so they wouldn't get you know, hot grease on them, they wouldn't burn their hand. There's rules you told them, that, hey, I don't want you hanging out with these people, I don't want you out after this hour, I don't want you doing this. It wasn't to be mean, because you loved them, right? But yet when we read scripture and we read God's commandments and we read the things he's told us to do, why don't we view that the same way? God's given us that way that we should live our lives. He's commanded us to do these things because he loves us and he cares for us. And everything he's ever told us to do was done for a reason, not just to be the boss. He ever had that? He was just the boss and just wanted to tell you what to do because they had the power, right? Yeah. Some of you are. You're thinking of people right now, aren't you? <laughs> you know that's not God. Everything he ever told us to do has a reason. We're going to read a little bit about this next week, but this is what it says: Galatians four six. Because you are his sons, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, "Abba, Father." We are Christ. We are God's children, church. God's commands. They point us to Jesus. Mike, where are you going? I'm getting a little lost here. I thought you said the law was important, but now you're saying it's not as important. Here's a thought. Ask yourself right now, how true are you following God's commands? You know, the Old Testament's not the only thing in the Bible that tells us to do stuff. God gives us plenty of commands in the New, in Paul's letters, in the Gospels. It's everywhere. Where are your shortcomings? Because I think some of us are not following the commands of God. And here's what I mean. I can do all the research in my life about how to be a bodybuilder. I know some of you probably giggle at that. But I could read 100 books. I could watch videos, I could go to seminars, I could spend $10,000 in the best weights in the world and have a personal home gym, I could have subscriptions and this and that, I could hire a trainer, but you know what, if I never lift one weight, I'll never gain an ounce of muscle. But some of us have read this book for many, many years, but yet we've, we have zero spiritual maturity because we're not doing what it says. Some of us have fantastic biblical intellect, but zero biblical discipline. Catch that? Because we're not following God's commands. Well, Mike, I don't, I I follow the Ten Commandments. Church, God tells us to do more things outside of just the Ten Commandments. Open up the New Testament. It tells us what to do every single verse on how to live our lives and how to love our neighbors and how to treat our family and how to spend, it's everywhere. Where have you fallen short on this? Look at this, Galatians 3.22, but Scripture has locked up everything under the control of sin. So that what was promised, being given through faith in Jesus Christ, might be given to those who believe. If you believe, you'll follow his commands. Are you following God's commands? It's very honest. I I don't think that's questions in your bulletin, but I should put it on there. Do you daily follow God's commands? Because the problem is a lot of us aren't but yet we really quickly want to tell other people that they should, right? Some of us, we pretend that we're supposed to be the judge and the executioner, right, in people's spiritual lives. We're so knowledgeable about the word. We know everything it says, and we're very quickly to tell other people what it says, but we're not doing anything about it our own. You know, there's not one passage in Scripture that tells us to live a life like that, but it does say this, 2 Corinthians 5.20, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, As through God, we're making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Are you an ambassador for Christ? When you go out into the world, whenever you leave here today and you go wherever it is, whether it's family lunch or the gas station, which is a scary place right now, the gas station or the grocery store or wherever it is, are you an ambassador for Christ or are you acting like a judge for the law that you don't follow yourself? That's a hard question. Do people view you as the judger, or do they view you as someone who wants to extend the same grace that God extended to you? Here's some action things I want you to do this week. And here's how we can stop judging and how we can start following God's law ourselves, and also how we can help extend grace. I'm just being honest. The first one is this. We need to stop telling people what to do. Mike, you're telling me what to do right now. Yeah, you're coming here openly ask, looking for you know, directions. So there's your direction. Some of us were very quick. Have you ever had those people that just want to tell you everything what to do? Drive you crazy, don't they? It's like you can't go to the family dinner you and you're talking and they're like, well, this is how you should spend your money. This is, you know what I mean? There's people in our lives that want to tell us exactly what to do. We hate it. So why in the world should we do it to other people? Well, Mike, I want to help. I want to help point out people's flaws. How often does that work? It doesn't. We should be building a relationship with someone, that way whenever Mark, we're, we're close to the point to where he needs help, he asks me and then I give him my thoughts. Not to worry, Mark, can you do this, this, or this? He ain't going to listen to me. Stop telling people what to do. Matthew 7, 5, how about this? You hypocrites, first take the plank out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to remove the speck out of your brother's eye. Mike, you're the hypocrite. You're telling me what to do. You he came here openly looking for something. I don't know what it is, but there's that. I asked you earlier, what are some of your shortcomings? What are some planks you need to remove out of your own eye? Where are you not following God's commands? How about this? Here's some commands you can read. Second thing is this this week I'm going to give you some homework. This week I want you to read the Sermon on the Mount. And I want you to walk through the Ten Commandments. And I want you to honestly ask yourself, is this the life I'm living? Don't just do the Ten Commandments because it's shorter. Go to read the Sermon on the Mount. It's not your bulletin. That's Matthew chapter 5 and 7, if you want to write that down. Matthew chapter 5 through 7. Go read the Sermon on the Mount. One of Christ's last messages to people here on earth. And read that. And then ask for yourself, is this the life I'm living? Because if it's not, you need to. <laughs> Literally commands out of Christ, one of the part of the triune God, telling us how to live. We need to do it read it this week, the Sermon on the Mount. And third thing's this, I, I, I was telling Cora before, the uh, I was getting my sermon slides put in this morning, I was like, Cora, there, there's one point that I keep mentioning. I said, like, I wonder if anyone's going to get tired of me saying it. Um, and it's a big thing I want to talk about. Is it, it, volunteering, I, I've asked this question every single week for the past month, I feel like, are you volunteering here in this church more than just once every six months? Mike, why does that have to do with following the law? Because his commands tell us to serve. (laughs) I could list out about 20 of them right now. Part of his commands are to serve, and so there is a great place to start. Are you volunteering here? Are you giving up something that you have your time to help what God is trying to do? Because Romans uh, Romans chapter 12, there we go. For just as each of you has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, though, many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We to know how you can help follow God's commands. There's one right now. There's a 100 verses that, tell, that are telling you to serve. Start there. Start there. Mike, I don't know how. I don't know what to do. Write your name on a card. I'll give you a call this week. I'll, there's someone right now, I'm not going to tell you who, that I'm trying to figure out a way for them to serve. I'll help you get there. Let's have a conversation. It's a way that we can follow God's commands. Are you someone that's known for judging? or Are you known for someone who extends grace? And what shortcomings are you having right now in your walk? What commands are you not following? What commands are you not following? Let's pray. Father, God, I want to ask that you forgive me for my shortcomings. God, forgive me for not always doing what you say. God, I know it's easy at times just to pull up a few verses and say, well, I follow that but there's so much more I'm not doing. Lord, I pray for forgiveness for myself. God, I also want to ask for forgiveness for everyone who's listening right now who is missing the point. God, help us this week to not just talk about faith because that's great and we need it, but without action, it's dead. And Lord, if we have true faith, we'll do what you say. So Lord, help us this week to follow your commands. God, we love you and we just ask for this assistance. God, if there's someone here today who's not given their life over to you, God, I pray right now that you just speak to them and allow them to make a decision to do so. God, I say this in your son's name. Amen. There's something I want to ask today, and I want to kind of take my invitation a little bit of a different direction. Is there anyone here today who's not living as that new creation? You gave your life over to Christ 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago, however long it's been. But you're not acting new. You're not following God's commands. You have great biblical intellect, but zero biblical discipline and no maturity. And you're just ready. like, I, I want to stop that. Is there anyone here today who needs to rededicate? Because if that's you, I want you to come forward and say, I'm ready. I, I want some prayer. I want some help. And you're going to stand in front of a group of people and say, I, this is the day that I turn things around. I'm tired of being known as someone who judges. And I want to be known as someone who extends the same grace that God's given me. But it's hard, isn't it? Mike, there's so many commands, there's so many rules. Well, every single one of them is there for a purpose, church. And I'd love to help you walk you through that. If there's someone here today who needs to turn it around, why don't you come as we stand and as we sing. And if you need to talk, let's have a conversation.